You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 49. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Well, hello, everyone. How are you doing this fine Friday morning? My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a wealth advisor, and an all-around nice guy. And today's episode is titled history on the run and you might be wondering what in the heck that means or why I would have a title of a podcast history on the run and I'll explain that in a little bit but before I get started I just wanted to thank you for listening to today's episode number 49 just one more week to go before episode number 50. I'm thinking we should throw a party for episode 50. I don't know what that would look like on a podcast, though. You probably will just find me a little more excited than usual. And if you like what you hear, go to bestinwealth.com and find resources in all of the other episodes so you can take your wealth to the next level. And speaking of wealth, I have a best in wealth story, some real wealth story that I want to share with you. And if you've listened to this podcast for some time, you'll know that I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I'm a diehard Green Bay Packer fan. And I know people listen to this show all over the United States and the world, so please do not hold this against me. I do not wish ill will towards your team, unless, of course, they're playing the Green Bay Packers. Well, last night, the Packers had their third preseason game. They're playing five of them. Let me check that a second. They actually had their first game canceled. They played their second preseason game of the year, and it was at Lambeau Field. And my nephew, Kevin, age 23, UWGB, that's University of Green Bay alum, sang the national anthem in front of over 70,000 people. Now, being his uncle, it was such a proud moment for me to hear that he was selected to sing and then just nail it. I mean, it was super, super good. And I haven't had a chance to talk to Kevin yet. He's probably too popular to talk to his uncle right now. But I did have a chance to talk to my brother, his dad, and listening to my brother tell the story of being on the sidelines with Kevin during sound check and just being part of all the pregame festivities right down on the field and then to watch his son on the 30-yard line in front of 70,000 people sing the national anthem was just off the charts. Listening to my brother describe 
what was going on. That, my friends, is real wealth. Because real wealth is not all about the numbers. We care about the numbers. We need to get our numbers right. We need to get our finances in line because that opens the door to more wealth experiences. But man, we cannot put a price tag on Kevin and my brother and all of us that know Kevin and the feeling that we had when he was singing the national anthem and just nailing it. Congratulations, Kevin. Now let's get to the topic of the day. All right, today's topic, history on the run. And just piggybacking off of talking about football, how many of you are football fans, NFL fans, college football fans? Any of you who are, you must be getting excited like I am about the upcoming season. Probably watching NFL news, reading articles on your smartphone about your team, just getting real excited, listening to the experts and all that they have to say about how your particular team is doing during training camp. Furthermore, you might have a fantasy football team as well. So you're learning about and maybe just had your draft or your draft is coming up. So you're learning about all these different players and who you want to have on your team. And as you're doing your research, you turn to the experts, or should I say the so-called experts, and you lean on them and their opinions to draft your team or just form opinions about your team in general that you root for. And for me, as you know, the Green Bay Packers. But here's what I find funny too. Usually an expert, uh, let's just say in the National Football League, is an ex-player that might be on a radio broadcast or TV like ESPN or something. And they constantly make predictions about who's going to win each game or which player is going to do well during this particular game. And we call them the experts, but really all they're giving you is their opinion. Because when you look back at their records, you could have probably done just as well because there's so many variables that go into whether a team or not is going to win or whether a player or not is going to perform well during a particular game or a particular season. But as the years go on, there's more and more people that call themselves experts because we're just so starved for more information. And the same is true when you're reading about the stock market. When news breaks about the stock market, markets move. And I read an article recently by Jim Parker about this very topic, and I will post that in the show notes, History on the Run, because the media is starving to find content so they can give it to us so we can read it. So they often invite these talking heads on the news to get their opinions on whatever news story seems to be the biggest right now. But for you, knowing the difference between this, a speculative opinion, just an opinion, and the actual facts can help you as an investor stay disciplined during these crises. 
or what the news media is calling a crisis at this particular moment. Because we know, my friends, it is all about staying disciplined in the stock market. And the older we get, the more risk-averse we become, the more we cannot stand risk. And we want to run from risk. And running from risk for a lot of people means when they hear bad news in the media, they take their money out of the stock market at the worst possible time. At the end of June this year, UK citizens voted in a referendum for the nation to withdraw from the European Union. The result, which defined the expectations of many, led to market volatility as participants in the stock market. You and I weighed the possible consequences. This was known as the Brexit. And so many journalists responded by using the results of this news story to craft dramatic headlines and stories. Let me give you a couple of examples. The Washington Post said that the vote had escalated the risk of global recession, plunged financial markets into a free fall, and tested the strength of safeguards since the last downturn seven years ago. The Washington Post was comparing this vote in the UK to the Great Recession. And here's another story. The Financial Times said that Brexit had the makings of a global crisis. They said this represents a wider threat to the global economy and the broader international political system. The paper continued, the consequences will be felt across the world. Now listen for a second. It's true. There have been political repercussions from the Brexit vote. Theresa May replaced David Cameron as the Britain's prime minister and overhauled the cabinet. There are debates in Europe about how the withdrawal will be managed and the possible consequences for the other European Union members. That is all true. But that's nothing compared to the headlines that I just read to you from the Washington Post and the Financial Times. Because within just a few weeks of this big UK vote, Britain's top share index, which is the FTSE 100, hit 11-month highs. By mid-July of this year, the US S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average has have risen to record highs. Shares in Europe and Asia also strengthened after dipping initially following the vote. Those are the facts, not the opinion or some headlines of the Washington Post or the Financial Times. I just gave you facts. And to be fair, here's another fact. The Brexit vote did lead to initial volatility in the markets. But this volatility was not exceptional or even out of the ordinary. And how do I know this? Because I am all about facts. I am not about opinions. If anybody who knows me, I base my investment philosophy solely on the facts and not on opinions ever. So there is a a widely viewed barometer by the Chicago Board Options Exchange. It's called the Volatility Index, the VIX. 
and using S&P 500 stock index options. This index measures market expectations of near-term volatility. The higher the VIX percentage, the more of a chance of volatility in the stock market. So let's look at some percentages real quick. And I want to compare percentages from a few different things. One, the Brexit. Two, China volatility that's, that happened last year. The Euro crisis that happened in 2011. And then Lehman collapse right there to start the Great Recession. So for the Brexit, the actual volatility barely touched 20%, which is not abnormal since the normal percentage is always around 10% or up higher. The average, I'm not sure what it is, probably somewhere in the teens, it didn't move very far. In fact, at its height that day, maybe 25%. Let's compare that to the China volatility the year before. We were up over 30% on the VIX. The Euro crisis in 2011 hit about 40. And what about the Lehman collapse? The Lehman collapse, we hit almost 70%. So Lehman collapse, 70%. Brexit, a little over 20%. Yet the New York Post and the Financial Times related them, said they were probably similar. Not even close, though, says the VIX. And all that tells me is the starved media had a story and they heightened it to places they probably shouldn't have, but that got everybody talking and reading their newspaper and watching their news. You can see, as I pointed out, this Brexit VIX percentage was insignificant compared to China volatility, the euro crisis, and for sure, the Great Recession. And again, none of this is to downplay the political and economic difficulties of Britain leaving the European Union, but it illustrates the dangers of trying to second-guess markets and base an investment strategy on speculation. Because we're entering another time, because right now the focus of speculation has turned to how the markets might respond to the U.S. presidential election. CNBC recently reported that surveys from Wall Street investment firms showed growing concern over how the race might play out. And my friends, I'm telling you, those stories are going to continue And your emotions will continue to sway and you'll read headlines and read stories and think, how is this going to affect my investments? Here's what we know. We know that the markets incorporate news instantaneously. So trying to base your investment decision on something that happens, not might happen, is near impossible. And your best protection against volatility is to diversify both across and within asset classes while remaining focused on your long-term investment goals. That's what you should be focused on, not what might or might not happen. I can almost guarantee you that we're going to see some volatility around the election. The market does not like unknowns, and right now we don't know who's going to be our next president. But the danger of investing based on recent events is that the situation can change by the time you act. 
a crisis can morph into something far less dramatic and you end up responding to news that is already in the price. Because given the examples above that I showed you and talked about, would you be willing to make investment decisions based on this sort of speculation, particularly when it comes from the same people who pronounced on Brexit? Remember, not only must you correctly forecast the outcome of the vote, you have to correctly guess how the market will react. And the news media will tell you there's a crisis when there isn't really a crisis. And that happens over and over again. Speculation, speculation, speculation. The same goes as we're getting ready for the new football season. There's going to be speculations about your team, speculations about your players, and all it is is speculation because there's so many unknown factors that are going to incorporate how your particular team or your particular players do this upcoming football season. It's fun to read, but it's not something that you should base your fundamental decisions on because it's just speculation. The same with these news stories that are con- continue to come out through your investment life. And particularly, we know what's coming next, which is the new vote in the U.S. for our next president. So why the title? Well, journalism is often described as history on the run. Do not get caught investing the same way. Emotions. They're very real and they're very dangerous. You want to know what drives our emotions the most? There's three things. Number one, food. Drives my emotions every day. I love food. Number two, sex. Sex drives emotions. And since my mom might be listening, I'm not going to talk too much about that. And number three, money. Money drives your emotions. All three of these things, money, sex, and food, They're all topics that lead us to making bad decisions. I know you know that you've made some bad decisions in all three of those areas of your life. And it's not about looking at your investment decisions or your money decisions and wish you would have been doing something different. It's not about looking back, my friends. It's about looking forward. Looking forward and making great decisions now and knowing that this this news media, they're not after your best interest. They're just trying to sell ads. That's all they're trying to do. And the more you know about this, the more disciplined you will be and the more you will look forward in making great investment choices and great money choices moving forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you know that you need to stay disciplined during this upcoming election. 
Hey, I hope everybody has a great, great week. And guess what? I'll see you next time. And I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.